3: Hello! Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411 Part 2 of Brit and Brad. Brad and Brit. Brad. The Adventures of Brit the and Brad. The Adventures of Brit and Brad. I like that. I feel like this is You really said that.
2: Went, yes. I, I think maybe each segment should get its own name, although oh. it really needs to be a different name. But when they were just getting acquainted, it was like, Brit and Brad the beginning.
3: Well, now I have to go back and change the
2: name. <laughs> and I can now fix the can be- cover art now can be the adventures of brit and brad because this is where they were really getting into some shady stuff and then the last one would be brit and brad i don't know that i want to say as matured because they're not really i mean yes they got older and their shenanigans kind of evened out i don't know we'll have to think about it
3: (laughs) Didn't mean to throw it at you at the last minute. I just feel like no, they're it's okay. totally separate. You just know that you just created a problem because I'll think about it. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing actually needs to change. No. I'm just saying.
2: No, but I like there.
3: that. I like it. It's its own special trio. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go back, listen. It was when Brad and Britt originally met, how they were they were actually not really friends. No. She was bossing him around. Well, she blackmailed him. I'll give she you blackmailed. Yes. I'll give you this
2: promotion over Ellie who so definitely deserved it if you happen to help me
3: with some lab work changes. Yes. And I think that she started to soften a little bit towards him, but she definitely viewed him as what can I get him to do for me? Uh-huh. And he was he went along with it. He's like, "All right, what can I get out of this?" and now we are going to get into the years that they really they're on equal footing now they became friends they became i said it on monday's recap and if you're listening to this years later i said that i feel like they're soulmates they are they they became soulmates during this time and we'll find it there's a specific point that you can see it, it will change happen or feel it so change. yeah So we're getting started January of 2014. Brad wound up confessing to Felix that he was not Ben's father, but didn't tell him the whole story. Which was that it was Lulu and Dante's baby and this and that and the other thing. Again, we are trying not to get off on all the side. (laughs) So many side storylines going on during this whole thing. Then Liesl tried to give Brad a hard time about being late to work and having lack of efficiency in the lab. First of all, his efficiency has come in very handy for her. Uh Uh-huh. Inefficiency, sorry. And he pointed out that she hadn't complained about the time when she had stolen embryos to implant in her daughter. Liesl warned him to never mention that again and take the secret to his grave. And then in February, Liz noticed that Dante and Ben had a similar medication to treat latex fruit syndrome, which I looked up. It's a real thing. Okay. About 30 to 50% of people with a latex allergy... Have a latex fruit syndrome. So if you have a latex allergy, you could also have a more common allergy to avocados, bananas, bell peppers, chestnuts, figs, kiwi, peach, and tomato. And less common, apricots, celery, coconut, mango, papaya, passion fruit, pineapple, spinach, and strawberries. I would have to die if I was allergic to those things. So my mom is allergic. Except for kiwi. I, I don't know why. I'm not a, don't like kiwi? I'm not a kiwi person. Oh, I don't weird. know. You're very weird. I eat everything else-ish. My mom is allergic
2: to strawberries. And so I know there are certain medication that she cannot have because they're similar in however your body reacts to it. But I didn't realize that there was a whole latex fruit syndrome because she's not
3: allergic to latex. It could just be a separate oh. the, the strawberries are separate probably because if she's not also allergic to latex it's probably not the whole right umbrella. right
2: hers i just mean it's probably strawberry blah blah
3: blah medicine right syndrome uh, or strawberry
2: syndrome or something but yeah i did not realize it was ask you that are you allergic to latex
3: i'm like no why am i asking that it's in so many more things than you realize i wouldn't even
2: mm-hmm.
1: think about it so is
3: gluten it's not just in food I'm learning that through one
2: of Madeline's friends. This is your reality check in the middle of our 411. Madeline had one of those squishy balls that's filled with that like white puffy Mm -hmm. putty stuff. And it broke open. And her friend said, oh, I love smushing those and like doing, you know, those videos that they do of unbox this, unsquish this, whatever.
3: But I have to wash my hands as soon as I'm done because that putty stuff has gluten in it. Yep. I'm like, huh? Didn't know. Band-Aids. Band-Aid brand. A friend of mine's daughter has celiacs and cannot have, cannot use off-brand adhesive bandages. Can only use specific ones. Hmm. Yep. All right. Well, there's your PSA for the day. <laughs> Watch yes. out what band-aids you use. Yes. But anyway, we need to be paying attention to what Dante's eating. This has never been mentioned again. Yes. Has he ever blown a balloon? I mean, I can't think off the top of my head if oh I've ever God. seen Dante play. a have to go
2: back to, like, every birthday party
3: that he's been at to figure it out. How long he's did it take me to watch all else? of his stuff? <laughs> Listen, that was an excellent playlist that they put together for Dante. Now I need to find out. Yes. Well, something to look forward to in the future. If he says, Sam, can you make me strawberry shortcake? Probably not the best idea. Yeah. Didn't or if I did the cherry on top the other day, the, the cherries bit. weren't mentioned on this. Oh, okay. All right. I'm reading the word word fruit and I'm thinking, no, but that's, but okay, that's true. And that's Rocco. So we should be seeing, oh yeah, should, oh, they should be bringing that into it
2: because allergies are a real, yeah, we should be seeing Rocco struggle with this because he's at the age that there's birthday parties at Mm -hmm. school and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yep. Oh man. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting that this is how Liz put it together. And she told Felix that she suspected that Dante was the real father. Felix was shocked and Liz started a plan to prove that she was right. Felix suggested talking with Brad, but she didn't want anything to tip off Brit. She was able to get DNA from both both, and had it run in the lab, Brad's lab, as a paternity test under fake names. And when Brad asked whose patient the results were for, Liz told Brad that it was being run for Dante, which is technically not a lie. As part of an investigation, kind of also not a lie, because <laughs> it just wasn't a police investigation. Right? It was a Liz investigation. Apparently, though, apparently, though, Liesel had said that the hospital lab could no longer be used for police business. And Liz asked if he could overlook this mistake. So Brad handed her the results, which revealed that Dante was Ben's father. Dun, dun, dun. Liz confronted Britt about Ben's paternity on Valentine's day, because what better day to do it? She had told Felix. So when he went to see Brad, he confided that he knew Dante was Ben's father. He admitted that he and Liz had lied to him because they were afraid that Brad would change the results to cover for Brit. Felix questioned if Brad knew that Britt had helped herself to Dante's donation. Felix reminded Brad that Brad could not only lose his job, but face legal con- legal charges because it had been both unethical and illegal to take Dante's sample. Brad confessed that he had known that Dante was Ben's father, but then added that things were far more complicated than Felix realized. Felix thought that it was bad enough that Britt had stolen Dante's sperm from the lab to impregnate herself, and Brad knew it, so Felix could not imagine what else there could be. Brad recalled warning Britt and Dante, Brad recalled, warning Britt that Dante and Lulu knew about the missing frozen embryos, so it was only a matter of time before the Falconaries realized that Britt had their son. Felix realized from the expression on Brad's face that there was indeed more to the story, and it was not good. Brad prepared to tell Felix everything, but Brad needed a drink first. Felix took Brad's wine glass and refilled it. However, Felix tensed when he noticed Brad's phone on the table and saw a text message that Lucas had sent. And without getting sidetracked by too much, this was when Brad was torn between Felix and Lucas. Which are good stories. I feel like I would have liked
2: Brad better with Felix. That could be a whole what if. Yeah, I don't know who who would have been a better fit with all of the drama that went on after this with their baby. But I just really liked him with Felix. Hmm. So anyway, in March at the hospital, Brad bumped into Brit. He was surprised that she seemed downcast instead of excited about her engagement party. Britt confessed. There's when we need to see if he was blowing up some balloons. There we go. <laughs> Brit confessed that she didn't deserve her prince and the fairy tale ending. So Brad took her to the conference room to talk privately. Britt spotted the flyer for the nurse's ball and realized it would soon be the one year anniversary of the point of no return. Brit lamented that she had stolen Dante and Lulu's frozen embryos because Lulu had been missing at the time, and Britt had no idea that it would be Lulu's only chance to have a child.
3: That's not a good reason.
2: Mm-mm. No, you don't get to take something just because you don't think that the owner is going to use it without asking anyway. Not Okay. Britt confessed that she had also rationalized the theft by convincing herself that taking the embryo had been like any other donation. Brad pointed out that Lulu would still get to be a part of Ben's life through Dante, so Britt admitted that she had tried to tell herself the same thing, but it had made things worse, and Britt couldn't sleep at night. Britt didn't know how she could marry Nicholas, knowing what she had done to his sister. You're not seriously considering telling Nicholas the truth, are you? Brad asked. Brad pointed out that not only would Britt risk losing her medical license, but they would both end up in jail if Nicholas learned the truth. Britt doubted that Nicholas would actually report her to the police, but Brad disagreed because they had stolen Nicholas's sister's baby. There's no coming back from that, Brad warned Britt. However, Brad had an idea. (gasps) What could it be? Brad admitted that he had been bullied during his younger years, so his therapist had suggested that he write his bullies a letter. Brad promised Britt that it would be cathartic if she wrote Lulu a letter of apology and then destroyed it. He handed Britt a pen and piece of paper and then left. Britt sat down and wrote about how she had been repeatedly rejected and heartbroken, so Britt and her mother had conspired to take the frozen embryos. Brit admitted that motherhood had changed her and conceded that she might not deserve Nicholas, but she hoped that both Nicholas and Lulu would understand why Britt had done what she had and forgive her if the truth was ever revealed. A few days later at the bar, Brad confided in Britt that the guilt over what they had done had started to eat at him. So Britt suggested that he follow his own advice by writing everything down to purge the feelings of guilt. She admitted that it had helped her accept and live with the decision of taking a baby. That must have been some letter. (laughs) Brad argued that it was difficult to do because Lulu would never be able to have another child. And it sucks, Britt conceded, but she insisted that they needed to learn to live with it. How many letters did we really think we could have out and about like this and not someone find out? Like, come on, you needed to write it and burn it at the same table. Brad explained that it had become difficult to move past it because he saw the ripple effect of what he and Britt had done every day. Brad confessed that he felt like a louse because he saw how Dante, Lulu, and their families had suffered. Brad shamefully admitted that he had never considered the consequences of their actions, but Britt argued that it was too late to change anything. She urged Brad to find a way to live with it and then reminded him of what would happen if he said anything.
3: I don't feel like he also knew the full picture. No. So he was. No, he I was let on with.
2: I don't think he knew in the beginning that they were Dante and Lulu's embryos, right? I can't remember if she knew either. I
3: don't think so. I think Liesl I think Diesel knew. Yes. But yes, not. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not getting off on that storyline. <laughs> exactly. But it does explain. Yeah.
2: Moments later, Lucas walked up and handed Brad a drink. After Britt excused herself, Lucas asked Brad what had been going on between Brad and Britt. Resigned Brad Brad suggested that they find a more private setting and then led Lucas outside. That might be how they got their ship name. There you go. Outside, Lucas asked what was troubling Brad. Brad confessed that he and Britt had been more than co-workers. They had also been partners in crime. Brad revealed that he had fixed lab results for Brit in exchange for a promotion. Surprised, Lucas wondered if anyone had known Brad conceded that Felix had figured things out and had pushed Brad away because Felix had expected Brad to do the right thing. Eventually Brad had revealed the truth to Dante and Lulu about Maxie's baby. Lucas was disappointed because he knew that it had broken Lulu's heart to lose her daughter. Whole nother story. Yep. that was so good. Yep. Brad insisted that he had told the truth to make things right, but conceded that it hadn't cost him anything. However, Brad had been a part of the something else involving Brit and desperately wanted to tell the truth. Lucas wondered what was holding Brad back. So Brad explained that what they had done had been beyond doctoring some lab results. Lucas put the pieces together and asked if Brad had been involved in the theft of Dante's specimen. Brad's expression filled with regret as he admitted that they had done what they had done had paled in comparison. However, before Brad could elaborate, Liesel walked up and asked what Brad and Lucas were doing outside. Lucas resented the interruption and asked what Liesel's problem was. Liesel smiled politely and she explained that she had been looking for Lucas because Lulu had been asking for him and it appeared
3: that Lucas's cousin had been troubled. Real quick, we covered this entire storyline in episode 214. It was a poor Charles 411, the baby train, when we talked about, did you know, did you know that Brick gave birth to Dante and Lulu's son, although Maxie was supposed to be the surrogate and wound up delivering her daughter with Spinelli? No? Then join us as we discuss how Georgie and Rocco came into the soap world in a way that only soaps can. So many twists and turns, and it was fun to revisit this crazy time in GH. So it was fun. We've already, we've already talked about it. I, I'm sitting here. I said, we've done that. Yes, yes, we've done it. We did whenever it was the Wiley. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. So so Lucas blamed Liesel because Liesel had stolen Dante's sperm to impregnate Brit. Brad tried to shush, shush Lucas, but Lucas refused to apologize for the outburst. Lucas gave Brad a quick kiss, glared at Liesel, and then left to find Lulu. Liesel hoped that Brad had enjoyed the kiss because she assured him that it would be his last. Mm-mm. In the hallway, Britt whispered to Ben that she hoped that Brad kept quiet and then joined Nicholas at the party as the guests gathered for the toast. Later at the party, it all came out about Britt using Dante and Lulu's embryos. It was mentioned that Brad had assisted Britt in fixing the lab results. Lucas dragged Brad. Brad, I get off you, you Brad. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> that's probably Lucas where it came from. Dragged Brad to a private room and demanded answers after trying to give half the truth. He finally fessed up that he had felt guilty,
3: but Liesel had been threatening him. Then in April at the hospital, Brad was startled when he saw Britt because he hadn't realized that she had been released from jail. Britt reminded him that she worked there, so Brad gently suggested that she go home. Britt conceded that she could catch the launch to Windermere, but she doubted that Nicholas would want her there. Britt then tearfully confessed that she had nowhere else to go. Brad took pity on Britt and led her to an examination room. He couldn't believe that Nicholas would object to Britt staying at the castle for a few days until she could get her life back in order. But Britt pointed out that she had stolen Nicholas's sister's son, so there wasn't really any way to return from that. Fair point. At least she's owning it. Yes. Britt then shifted gears and imagined that the hospital staff would take great delight in Britt's downfall. Her eyes filled with sadness, and she realized that she had everything she'd ever wanted in the palm of her hand. Brad confessed that Lucas had dumped him because of Brad's role in everything that had happened to Lucas's cousin. Britt felt bad for Brad, but he insisted that he was to blame for his own choices. Britt was curious why Brad hadn't turned down the proposition to steal the embryos. So he confessed that it had partly been because it had been partly because of the job promotion and partly because Britt had been the only friend that he'd had. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Britt confessed that he had been her only friend as well this is this is the yes. point this is the point where they fell in love with each other and became soulmates well we already knew they were soulmates but this is when they realized it right brad decided to invite brit to stay at his place but brit declined because she didn't want to get him in more trouble than he already was and this is where her treatment of brad changed too where mm-hmm. she was like yeah i gotta stop doing this to you so yes Brad didn't think that things could get any worse, but Britt reminded him that her mother was still out there with Ben. Brad and Britt talked about Ben and how much Britt had loved the little boy as her own. She really did. She really did. Brad was curious what Britt planned to do when Liesl called to reunite Britt with the baby. He wondered if Britt intended to alert the police or run away with the baby. Before Britt could reply, a nurse popped her head into the exam room to let Britt know that she had a call waiting for her. Brad approached the nurse's station just as Britt ended the call. He quickly surmised that she had been on the phone with her mother, so he and Britt quickly ducked into a conference room to talk in private. Good job. Yay, private conversations in a private place. Britt revealed that her mother had given Britt the opportunity to flee with Ben, and Brad was curious what she intended to do. He appreciated that Britt loved Ben, and then pointed out that there was nothing left for them in Port Charles. God help me, I want my son, Britt quietly admitted. Britt wondered if Brad would think less of her if she took Ben and left town. Brad surprised her by admitting that he understood that she loved the baby and that she wanted to hold on to him. Britt thanked Brad for always being there and for being someone that she could depend on. She conceded that she hadn't always given him a choice, but she did appreciate the friendship that they had developed. Brad felt the same about Britt and admitted that she hoped she got what she needed. No, it was not what she wanted. It was what she needed. Yes. So then in May,
2: at Brad's apartment, Britt sat on the bed in a robe eating ice cream and watching the nurse's ball red carpet arrive on television. Brad entered the room to ask what Britt was doing, so she grumbled that she had lost everything, including her son and Nicholas, Brad didn't think that it was a good idea for Britt to sulk, but Britt pointed out that she wasn't the only one who rarely left the apartment. Brad blamed Britt and her mother for his lackluster social life, so Britt apologized, then asking if she could pout and watch her show in peace. Brad was disappointed that Britt would watch garbage like the red carpet fashion, but Britt was surprised that it wasn't something that Brad would be interested in. Why? Because I'm gay. And all gay men just love fashion, right? Brad asked defensively until he noticed a woman arrive on the red carpet sporting a boa. Shocked, Brad confessed that he hadn't realized
3: that women still wore boas. And this is when we fell in love with Brad and Brent. Yes. Was this day. Yes. You know, before you're like, oh, what are they doing? But this whole scene... It was a best friend scene. Yep. So Brad and Brit
2: laughed when they saw Sam fall. They repeatedly rewound the Mm -hmm. tape and continued to laugh at Sam's misfortune. However, Brit's good humor evaporated when a reporter asked Dante about Rocco. So she turned the television off. Brad gently asked if she was okay, but rather than answer, Britt turned the television back on. Brad's smile vanished when he saw Felix and Lucas step onto the red carpet together. One of the acts that literally stole the show was Liesl singing, Welcome In from Cabaret. After the song and dance number ended, Liesl waited for the applause, but the audience remained eerily silent. In Brad's apartment, Brad stared at the television (laughs) with an expression of shock. That is the own, or that is one nutty hospital, Brad concluded as Britt gasped at the television screen in disbelief. Brit and Brad had matching expressions of shock as they sat on his bed and watched the nurse's ball opening number. Brit couldn't believe that her mother had crashed the ball. So Brad tried to offer Brit words of encouragement, but his mood quickly soured when he saw Felix and Lucas perform in the next dance number. Brad announced (laughs) that they had to attend the ball because Brad feared that Lucas and Felix's mutual anger towards Brad would spark an affair between Brad's exes. Britt insisted that she wasn't in the mood to go to the gala, but Brad assured Britt that Britt didn't have to worry about bumping into Nicholas since Elizabeth had attended the event with Rick. As if on cue, Brad and Britt walked up to Felix and Lucas. Are we interrupting something? Britt innocently asked. Lucas was surprised that Brad was there, so Brad admitted that he had seen the festivities on television and had decided not to miss out on all the fun. I see you brought your partner in crime, Lucas said as he looked at Britt. Lucas and Felix talked about how they had gotten to know each other when they realized they had a lot in common. Lucas pointed out that both he and Felix had gone for the wrong guy, prompting Brit to defend Brad by assuring both Lucas and Felix that Brad had never set out to hurt either man. She reminded Lucas and Felix that Dante and Lulu had their baby. So everything had worked out. I'm not sure that it's quite that simple, but no. okay. Britt suggested that Lucas and Felix take a break from their self-righteous indignation and forgive Brad. The tension was thick until Felix quietly reminded Lucas that they had another performance to get ready for. Brad was stunned when Lucas and Felix walked away. They are performing together again. When did they turn into Siegfried and Roy? Brad asked. Oh, that's a dated reference now. (laughs) Oh, shoot. (laughs) Brad couldn't believe that he had lost both Lucas and Felix. Britt concluded that Brad was an idiot. Son idiot. He got torn into your stuff. One of the numbers at the nurse's ball was Magic Milo. Brad was upset after watching Lucas and Felix, uh, Felix strip together. Britt urged Brad to do something about the situation. Fine, I will, he replied defiantly. Lucy had announced that Blackie was supposed to be performing, but had a scheduling conflict. Brad took the spot and sang Carmen's Broken Hearted. Britt encouraged Brad from the audience and danced along to the song. In the middle of the song, Brad left the stage and sang directly to Lucas, who stood up and looked unhappy. The audience cheered when the song was over, and Brad doled out cash to the dancers. Britt congratulated Brad on a great performance, but Brad glumly disclosed that it had done no good.
3: And this is where we also know that Blackie is out of jail. People yes. keep saying Blackie is still in jail. And no, he was. Supposed I kept to thinking, perform. am I the only one that remembers he was supposed to perform at the 50th anniversary Nurses Ball? He was supposed to perform at and yes. then he had a schedule. But it wasn't the, the 50th anniversary of the Nurses Ball, it was the 50th anniversary right. of the show. He was supposed to maybe he'll.
2: <gasps> 10 years ago? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. What?
3: It feels like just yesterday. I don't want to think about it. Oh uh-huh. my gosh. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we had to have been talking about this scandal, but probably.
3: We oh, this might have been one of our first. Oh, Brad and Britt, put Shannon and Amanda together. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Probably because everyone's like, "What are you talking about? These baby swaps?" Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Oh my gosh, it could, could have so, been. Yeah. You? Well, Madeline
2: just turned ten. Right. So that would totally That's make the judge our friendship. Oh, I wrote what Madeline is. That's how long our friendship's exactly. gone. Exactly. Plus a few months. Yes. Because you were at my baby shower. Yep.
3: Aww. I made your card. Yeah. Your big card. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is when we fell in love with Britt and Brad because you saw them kind of cheering each other on. You saw Britt being a good person to Brad. Yes. Not just you could see like a little bit of camaraderie between them before but this was friendship. And then in June, because that was was in May? Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. all in May. So in June, Brad exited the elevator at the hospital, and Britt immediately cornered him. He was complaining to Britt about the gay wedding he had taken the weekend off to attend, and Britt could not get a word in edgewise. Shut up, she finally exclaimed. She said that she had been trying to get a hold of him for days about something important. He didn't see how important it could have been unless someone died. And she said... Lucas almost did. Oh no. And then at the floating rib, Brad and Britt were having dinner, but Brad remained downcast because of the situation with Lucas. Was this when he almost died because of something with Julian? Maybe. We're not getting on. I, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Annoyed, Britt suggested that Brad show some appreciation for Britt, inviting him to dinner to get his mind off Lucas. No, it must not have been. Okay. Anyway. Hmm. But Brad knew better because he was certain that Britt had invited him out to get her mind off of Nicholas. Britt denied it because the relationship with Nicholas was a lost cause. And then as if on cue, Nicholas entered the bar. Brad smiled knowingly as he urged Britt to talk to Nicholas. Britt refused because she did not want Nicholas to reject her again. So Brad suggested that she channel... The bridge <laughs> Britt made it clear that it wasn't an option because it was scheming it was the scheming side of her that it cost her Nicholas. Britt decided that they should leave, but as Brad and Britt passed Nicholas, Nicholas asked for a moment of Britt's time. Brad smiled, wished her luck, and then left and Then in July at Windermere, Brad stopped by to check on Britt.
2: Britt confessed everything to Brad, including Spencer's scheme to run away to push Nicholas and Britt together. Brad was impressed that she had enlisted Spencer's help to get back into Nicholas's life, but Britt was filled with regret because she hated what she and Spencer had put Nicholas through. Brad was surprised when Britt blamed him for her situation because Brad had encouraged her to revert to the bridge. Really? That's like your own doing here. She Brad- even said no. Yeah. Brad argued that he hadn't twisted Britt's arm or urged Spencer to run away. However, Brad took pity on Britt. So he suggested that she go with her first instinct to tell Nicholas the truth. If she felt bad, Britt was tempted, but she feared that she might destroy any chance of her and Nicholas getting back together. A short time later, Nicholas arrives home. He was not pleased when he saw Brad in the parlor. So Britt quickly explained that she had asked Brad to stop by. Nicholas was surprised when she added that it was time for her and Nicholas to talk about getting Spencer home. Nicholas was annoyed when he saw Brad standing in his home. Britt explained that she had invited oh, Brad over.
3: Sorry. That was obviously like a daybreak. <laughs>
2: That's okay. Because she had needed to talk to Brad about something. She appears to brace herself before she confessed that she had something to tell Nicholas. Concerned, Nicholas asked what was going on. Brit recalled Brad's warning that she might lose Nicholas if she confessed the truth about Spencer's disappearance. So she told Nicholas that she had asked Brad to pass out flyers at the hospital to spread the word that Spencer was missing. And this was when Spencer was a kid. It was before he was aged up. Yes. As Nicholas left to check in with Alfred, we were just right? talking about yes! him the other day. Yes. For an update, Brad confessed that he had expected Britt to tell Nicholas the truth. She admitted that she had intended to until she had recalled Brad's warning that she would lose Nicholas if Nicholas knew that she had been in touch with Spencer. Britt explained that she was worried about Nicholas, but she couldn't figure a way out of the situation. Brad suggested that it was time to find Spencer because she could put an end to Nicholas's suffering and in the process secure Nicholas's eternal gratitude for returning Spencer home. Brit agreed that it was a perfect solution, except that she had no idea where Spencer was. Brad was confused because he'd had the impression that Britt had been in contact with Spencer. Brit assured him that she had been, but she hadn't had an opportunity to get Spencer's location. Brad collected the flyers as he urged Brit to get Spencer home quickly. After Brad left, Britt called Spencer but reached his voicemail. She explained that it was time for Spencer to return home. So she asked him to call her back as soon as possible.
3: And then in August, um, this is also when like a little side story was when Alice had her heart attack Aww. that we just talked about yeah. when we talked with the guys from Ring the Bell Radio and when she was in the hospital. So you'll see, you'll hear just some of that with some of the story that mm-hmm. happens, I think. There's a reason why I put that as a note. Or I just felt like saying it. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? I don't remember what goes through my brain when I do these things. So Brad assured Britt that... Did I say August? Yeah. Yeah. Brad assured Britt that everything would be fine, but she confessed that she had a really bad feeling. However, Britt would rather the broom fell sooner rather than later, so she could see if there was anything left to salvage in her relationship with Nicholas. Brad decided that it was time for him to do the same with Lucas. The following week, Brad and Britt discussed more of his love life with needing to choose between Lucas and Felix. Britt was impressed that Brad had gone from not having any men to having two. Brad pointed out that his options had been limited because Lucas didn't have a son that Brad could kidnap. Oh, yeah. but Britt argued that it hadn't done her any good either. Britt assured Brad that she was supported where whatever he decided in part because she realized that she was to blame for Brad losing Lucas. Brad insisted on owning his role in things and because he had helped Britt steal Lulu's embryos and, he, and had helped Britt cover up the truth about the pregnancy. So I guess I take back what I said earlier, that he didn't know the whole story. For some I, reason, I feel like... I thought that it was... He knew he was stealing embryos, but I don't think he knew whose.
2: Yeah, I I don't think so either. Because I thought that it was only
3: Obrecht that knew where the embryos were. Whose they were, right. Yeah. So, all right. I'll go back and listen to our own show. There you
2: go. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you because I thought Britt didn't know that that's whose it was until after she was already pregnant. It wasn't like she could turn back and not use that embryo. Oh, yeah, because she yelled
3: at Liesl about it. Yeah. In the previous episode, right, that we talked. Oh, jeez, guys. Okay. Just let us know what we said in last week's episode. Right. It's a lot. Okay. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Brad insisted on warning, owning his own role. He suggested that if he wasn't ready to give up on Lucas, then she shouldn't give up on Nicholas. But Britt made it clear that she refused to have a threesome with Nicholas and Elizabeth. This is when um, Brad... Lucas and Felix were talking about that. So that's why that was mentioned. Brad smiled as he assured her that it wouldn't be necessary, but she could keep fighting for Nicholas. The following week, Britt came back to the apartment in the morning to find Lucas and Brad and Lucas and Brad in bed. Britt smiled because smiled at Brad because she was happy that things had worked out with Brad and Lucas. Brad was disappointed that Britt hadn't had the same luck with Nicholas, so she revealed that she had been getting close to Nicholas. She had been getting close to getting Nicholas into bed until Debbie Downer had called with the news about Lulu's abduction. It's not really like a Debbie Downer thing. She's
2: reporting the news on their friend.
3: Brad was curious if Elizabeth knew how close Britt had been to sleeping with Nicholas. So Britt confessed that she accidentally let it slip. And Brad and Britt laughed and laughed and laughed. And then there was nothing with the two of them in September. Okay.
2: Then in October, Nina and Britt had been arguing. Brad had overheard the last of Britt's exchange with Nina, so he was curious what Nina's problem was. Britt had no idea where to begin, so Brad changed the subject by revealing that he had arrived home and discovered that all of Britt's things had been taken, but none of Brad's things had been touched. Britt grinned as she announced that everything was okay. She had moved back in with Nicholas. Shocked, Brad was curious if Nicholas knew about the new living arrangement. I mean, I guess if you'd steal embryos, you might just move into someone's house. That's pretty much what Victor did, too. So, right. Yeah. yeah. One can just show up at Windermere. Sure. I hope if Ava gets it, she has a little stricter. Well,
3: just remember, Nicholas said he doesn't know who's staying in all the rooms. True. True. So. so hope that if Ava gets it,
2: she has some better security. Mm. Brad jokingly muses about the benefits of not having to live with Brit. Brit played along, then sobered as she reminded him that they would still see each other at work and have their movie Mondays because they were best friends. Later in the week, at the hospital, Nicholas dropped Brit off, then kissed her goodbye. Brad was happy for Brit, but she confessed that she was haunted by nightmares about her lies. With the whole stuff
3: with Spencer, then in December at Kelly's, Brad greeted Britt when he saw her seated at the counter. He immediately apologized for not attending the Thanksgiving dinner with her because he had spent the day with Lucas. Brad also confessed that he hadn't wanted to spend the holiday with Britt's mother, Liesl. so Britt assured Brad that it was fine because things had not gone as planned. Brad suddenly realized that Britt appeared troubled, prompting her to feel fill him in about their breakup about her breakup with Nicholas. Oh no, not again. oh. Rick confided that her worst fear had come had been that Nicholas would explode when he learned about her involvement in Spencer's brief disappearance, but it had been worse than she had imagined because Nicholas's calm indifference as he drove as he ordered her to leave had made her feel as if she had never meant anything to Nicholas. There is a point, like <laughs> where you, you are just
2: done to run away, especially when you then lose the kid that you told to
3: run away. Mm-hmm. It might be time to be done. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, there is healthy anger, yeah, but it's almost worse when that is the reaction. It's just no, just mm-hmm. just go. Brad felt terrible for his friend, so he hugged her. However, Brad was annoyed that Britt hadn't called him when everything had fallen apart with Nicholas. But Britt explained that she hadn't want she hadn't wanted to ruin Brad's holiday. See, old Britt wouldn't have cared, right? right? Brad insisted that he and Britt were besties. So he was determined. I love how much they tell each other. Yes. That's just, I love it. So he was determined to be there for his friend. Britt was touched because she would need a friend in the upcoming weeks, since Nicholas had threatened to press charges against her for her role in Spencer's disappearance. Brad immediately urged Britt to call Diane. So Britt made the call. After Britt left Diane a voicemail message requesting Diane return the call, Britt admitted that she had no idea how she would pay Diane's pricey retainer. And this is an answer for you. Brad was surprised because Britt shouldn't have any financial difficulties with a doctor's salary, like you've been saying, for weeks. Yep. Britt explained that most of her money went towards repaying the situation, repaying student loans for medical school.
2: Okay, this has to be paid off by now.
3: But not here when she was struggling with finding the apartment and everything. Yeah. So, Brad assured Britt that he would help her pay Diane's fees. That was sweet. It was. Britt thanked Brad for everything, but Brad insisted that he loved Britt, and Britt convinced confessed that she loved brad too then watched him leave for work and that was it for 2014 all right 2015 really nothing happened until april yeah i was gonna say it's not all broken down
2: because we go right to april april 30th was the nurse's ball brad couldn't help but miss his gal pal brit admitting that the two of them had watched the ball on tv the previous year and been cattily dissing the looks that walked the red carpet Eventually, Lucas got dressed and left to rehearse the annual Magic Milo strip routine. No sooner had Lucas departed than there was a knock on the door. Brad didn't seem particularly happy to see whoever it was. Dun, dun, dun. Brad was shocked when he answered the knock at the door. Oh, my God, Brad said when he saw Britt standing on his doorstep sporting a big floppy hat, dark sunglasses, and a trench coat. Brad and Britt squealed with joy as they hugged each other, then slipped into an, slipped into the apartment before anyone spotted Britt. Brad couldn't believe that Britt was in Port Charles, so he wondered if Nicholas had dropped the charges against her. Britt admitted she was still on the lam from the law, but she had wanted to watch the red carpet arrive, arrivals with Brad. Brad was delighted by his friend's visit, but he was curious what her life had been like since fleeing town. Brit admitted that she and her father moved around a lot, but she didn't mind because she enjoyed Cesar's company. What? This is when she had run away. Yes, but enjoying Cesar's company. What? Yeah. Brit assured him that her Papa was still crazy, but Cesar was also sweet because he had arranged for her to visit Brad. Brit changed the subject by asking about Brad's life. So he told her that he and Lucas were living together as a couple, Britt was delighted that her friend had found the man of his dreams, even though she had lost hers. Britt admitted she didn't blame Nicholas for pressing charges against her, but she desperately missed Spencer. Brad realized that Britt hadn't heard about Spencer's accident, so he told her about the fire at Windermere. Britt became upset, but Brad was confident that Spencer would recover since Spencer was out of the hospital. Britt confessed that she wished she could see Spencer, her brother, and even her mother. As if on cue, Liesel banged on Brad's door, demanding that he let her in. Liesel threatened to fire Brad if he didn't comply, so Britt quickly slipped into the bathroom while Brad opened the door. Liesel shoved her way past Brad, then informed him that she knew he had a house guest. Liesel decided to revoke Brad's personal day off and ordered him to go to the lab. After Brad left, Liesel called out her daughter. Britt stepped out of the bathroom to shyly greet her mother, so Liesel revealed that Cesar had told her about Britt's visit. Liesel was hurt that Britt hadn't reached out to Liesel, so Britt hugged Liesel and assured her mother that she had missed her. At Brad and Lucas's apartment, Brad spoke to Lucas on the phone. Brad explained that he had been delayed at work so he wouldn't be able to make it in time to walk the red carpet with Lucas. However, Brad promised to be at the ball in time for the opening number. After Brad ended the call, Britt smiled because Brad had sounded sickeningly sweet with Lucas Mm. on the phone. Brad ignored Britt's remarks as he jumped on the bed to settle next to her and watch the red carpet arrivals. They're so cute. Mm. Britt was surprised when she saw Patrick and Sam together. Because the previous year she had been with Silas. Mm -hmm. And that's when she fell. She tried to find fault with Sam, but couldn't because Sam's glittering, dark dress was beautiful. Brad snarked that at least Sam had been classy enough to leave her leather jacket at home, prompting Brit to burst into laughter. After a while, Brad admitted that he was bored with the parade of people on the red carpet until Lucas and Felix suddenly appeared. A reporter asked if Lucas and Felix had rekindled things, but Felix quickly f- clarified that he and Lucas were just coworkers and friends. Brad was pleased when Felix added that Lucas was in love with someone else. Hmm. After Lucas and Felix entered the ballroom, Maxie and Spinelli sailed down the red carpet. A reporter asked Maxie questions about her gown, but she reminded the reporter that the focus of the night should be the charity, not the fashions. Maxie smiled faltered when she suddenly saw Nathan and Ellie arrive together. Spinelli was equally surprised to see Ellie with Nathan, so Maxie decided to have a talk with the couple. Spinelli tried to stop Maxie, but Maxie was determined to confront Nathan and Ellie. Was
3: this the year of the horrible dress with Lulu? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought so. (laughs) Good call, Maxie, on saying that it was not about the fashion that year.
2: Right. Maxie started to walk towards Nathan and Ellie, but Spinelli unintentionally stepped on the hem of Maxie's designer gown. To Maxie's horror, she tripped and fell as the halter of her dress (laughs) slid down while the crowd let out a collective gasp. Jackpot! Brad and Britt yelled in unison as they gave each other a high five. Brad announced that he had to leave because he had promised to meet Lucas in time for the opening number. Britt was disappointed but hugged her friend goodbye. After Brad left, Britt watched as Nicholas walked the red carpet with Valerie Spencer.
3: Blah. Britt glared at Valerie. His sister's half sister. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: Britt glared at Valerie as the reporter asked Nicholas about Spencer. Nicholas explained that Spencer had decided to stay home. At the nurse's ball, Brad approached Lucas. Brad and Lucas decided to place a bet on whether or not Liesel would crash the opening number. Lucas doubted that Liesel would do it, but Brad was certain Liesel had something planned. And I usually don't say half,
3: but I feel like that was necessary. Right. And then there was nothing until in 16 and 17 because Britt was on the run. Yep. And in 18, it was the week of November 6th where... Lucas, Brad, and Michael with baby Wiley on Lucas Brad and Michael and he had Wiley on his lap, sat around the table at Charlie's pub. Brad received a page to go to the hospital, and when Brad showed up, Britt was there and they were ecstatic to see each other. Britt revealed that she had been released from prison. Oh, so she had been caught and then really I forget yes. the whole thing. We're not talking about it now. Right. Although Anna isn't it weird, like sometimes we can remember like the weirdest mm hmm and, and then other, other times we we're like really We have know to train. that we know this. Yeah it's just in the moment. No, nope. Yeah. Although Anna clarified that she had just been paroled. Mm. You're not well, Finn reminded Britt, who gave a little cough. Finn advised Brad that that is where he was needed. Brad exclaimed that he was a father and he couldn't be involved in anything underhanded. Anna informed him that she was a WSB agent and he was legally protected. She and Finn went wanted brad to run some tests and he finally agreed if it meant that he would be helping brit but he was not happy out in the hallway finn called brit a piece of work anna found her to be a credit to both of her parents <laughs> it's a very polite way yes inside the examination room brad was hopeful that brit knew what she was doing they reminisced about old times but Britt could tell that something was wrong with brad she could continue to press him but brad assured her that he she did not want to know as she continued to hound him, he finally blurted it out that Wiley is not my son. <sighs> Britt tried to assuage Brad's fears by saying that a lot of adoptive parents feel that way at first, but since the adoption had been finalized, Brit assured Brad that he had nothing to fear. Oh, little did she know. <laughs> oh, yes. Brad then told Britt the truth. Wiley belonged to Michael Corinthos. What? How? Why? Britt stammered before congratulating Brad for rendering her speechless. I am anything but proud. I am scum, Brad replied. Britt was stunned to see Brad feeling shame. Now, that's conflicting to what we just saw from 2015 when Mm -hmm. he was basically saying, I feel guilty, I feel guilty. Right. Britt wanted to know the identity of Wiley's mother, and Brad told her that he had not told anyone about the mother, not even Julian, who had come through for him. Britt was wowed by Brad's story of this Nell creature who had told Michael that their child had died. Brad claimed to get sick every time that he saw Michael smile at Wiley. Brad asked Britt if she knew what Sonny would do to him if he were to learn Wiley's true identity. You need a man up, Britt groused. She assured, Brad that, she assured Brad that Nell wasn't going to tell the truth to anyone. And that would mean Brad's secret would remain a secret. Everything happens for a reason, Britt said calmly. <laughs> it is what it is, it is. Oh, my. In Amanda terms. She hates that phrase, by the way. Mm-hmm. Wiley is meant to be yours. Brad didn't understand Britt's log- logic. Correct. Because that's not. It wasn't real logic. No. Britt then, I like that meme that says everything happens for a reason. And sometimes that reasons you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Brit then explained that anyone associated with Sonny would end up hurt. Sonny had shot Dante, Michael had taken a bullet because of Sonny, and Morgan had been blown up. You're doing that little boy a favor, Brit added. Then she pleaded with Brad to keep Wiley away from Sonny and out of harm's way. Brit's words resonated with Brad, and he seemed to believe that he and Lucas were the best parents for Wiley. Brad gave Brit a big hug and told her that he loved her. In the corridor. Spencer was busy searching his phone to learn what penalty was for tampering with an election. Oh, my gosh. And if it applied to minors. Brad was passing by and noticed Spencer. A few seconds later, Brad returned to Britt's room with a surprise. Spencer. Britt, Britt flashed an ear-to-ear smile and quickly embraced Spencer. Oh, their relationship was so cute. And so that was the end of 2018. And that was also... The last time that we saw Britt and Spencer together before he was aged up. Yeah. Which will happen in next week's part three of Brit and Brad, whatever creative title (laughs) come up with. Because that started 2020 to 2023. Yeah. Oh, you know, they haven't given her as of January 22nd. They still haven't given her a funeral. Nope. So I guess. Join us on Monday as we maybe discuss Britt's funeral or non-funeral and see if anything's even going on there. Yeah, I feel like Lisa would have said, like, been discussing that with Nina,
2: even in the middle of all this. Right. Very odd. Mm -hmm.
3: Anyway, have a
2: good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to
3: pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review.